When I evolve this Venusaur, it will be 2,117. Wow. And maybe or maybe nice. not useful. <laughs> but it will be very much loved either way. I hope so. <laughs> Are you saying this is not unconditional love, Nick? Come on. I mean, at this it's, point, it's it unconditional has to be. love, but sometimes your children make it difficult. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying to think of all the ways that I could have possibly disappointed my parents. Oh, that's that's a dark hole to go down. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Future Chat. Last week, I said I wasn't going to say the number of the episode. This week, I'm following through on that promise. So, uh, we spent a big chunk of pre-show talking about Pokemon. Uh, so we're going to put that in the after show. But first we do have a couple pieces of follow up and then, uh, and then some very topical stuff that I don't, that Mike wants me to talk about. I guess there was an Apple event or something. <laughs> so, um, Mike, what, uh, what did you have in follow up here? Uh, well, we've, we've talked a lot about self-driving cars and we speculated that, the easiest point of entry into the industry or the market anyway is logistics and deliveries and specifically long haul trucking because mm. that's, that's a very, it's a big industry, it's in high demand and it's very taxing on the human psyche, those long drives. Unless you're a CGP Grey who does it for fun. <laughs> and uh, Virtually, yes. Virtually for fun. And so Uber... I guess has put some investment, some R and D into self-driving uh, long haul trucks and it made its first delivery to, uh, I don't have the details right in front of me here, I guess in Colorado. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I was driving at 55 miles an hour, which is about a hundred kilometers speed an hour, limit? give or take. Yeah. Yeah. I think 60 miles per hour is the speed limit. So I don't think so. Yeah. Is it? It's 60. I'm pretty sure 60, 60 is a hundred. Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. So let's 100 kilometers per hour, we'll, we'll call it. And uh, I guess it, it went to a point just outside the city where a human driver, uh, actually, no, in this case, the human driver was in the truck. and But he was able to set the truck to self-driving. Right. But I think I think the goal, the the vision for this is for these trucks to be fully self-driving with or without a person in it, I guess. And then once it had to navigate through a city, then the human would take over and do the navigating. But the long kind of trek on the highway, you know, interstates would be done by the self-driving functionality of the truck, which which makes total sense because that drive is, for all intents and purposes, just automatic anyway. Like you're just right. kind of... You're not often taking exits. You're not really changing lanes. Like, especially for your truck, you're just staying in the right-hand lane anyway. Um, so so it's, it's really cool to see that this is being trialed and and put into practice. And uh, our prediction, but well, I don't remember what the exact predictions were, but Rob was a lot more optimistic about the infiltration of self-driving vehicles into our, our everyday lives, or at least majority of the market share would come sooner than later. Yeah. Mine was not as optimistic, but I I do think it will happen. I just don't think it will happen as quickly as is necessarily thought to be. Right. For but, um for completeness, I had said 10 to 15 years until we see 10% adoption, 20 years till we see 80% adoption, 
And you, Mike, had said 50 years until 50% adoption. Yeah. Again, market share being like used on a daily basis by people. Right. Um, so I guess percent vehicle sales would be the easiest or percent registered, percent insured. I don't know. It, right. When it happens, we'll know. It's, there, it won't be very contentious, I don't think. No, I think it will have slow, like, the, again, another CGP Grey theory, or maybe that was Brady, but how by the time we see Encounter Aliens, it won't be news, because yeah. it'll just be like, it'll be so gradual, and we won't even notice. Yeah. Well, I already feel that way about space travel. It's like, oh, we're going yeah. to Mars? Okay, no biggie. Like, you yeah, guys are sense. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Nick, as a non-vehicle owner, but semi-regular user, do you see self-driving vehicles being a part of your life? I don't know. If or when they I would love for Uber to do it mm-hmm. and for that to be a licensed thing in Calgary. It is it is licensed now. It's legal. Is it all the way? The the laws allow for Uber to operate in Alberta now, yeah. But Calgary still has it locked down, I think. Is it? I remember seeing in the news a while back. Let me just <laughs> real time follow up here do the fire up google thing some great for, radio right here we're gonna for the record um if i can pit, if i can pitch in some info on ottawa specifically uh that it's definitely illegal in our city we passed regulations for it so Mike, yeah it, it looks like forever. it looks like calgary might still not be fully operable yeah but Alberta i think is. i think calgary's like oh yeah uber can operate but uber's <laughs> like no we can't but Calgary's like well you can so there like it, it's it's i think it's still kind of at a standstill I, okay. i'm assuming i will know the moment it happens because <laughs> kaya works in communications and kaya also hates cabs and loves uber so i'm sure yeah. the minute it happens because she lives on the internet all day i'll i'll get a series of yeah very excited texts from her now is this like i hate cabs and i love uber as in, I'm not going to use Uber, or is this because I like I used Uber many times before it was quote unquote legal. Once more, I'm wondering on because this doesn't say, this isn't like a moral decision. This is like, do you skirt because Uber skirts bylaws? All like that's how they mm-hmm. get into markets. Does Kaya not use Uber now, and that's why she's going to be so excited and on this news, or is it just because she's tied into communications networks? Uber's not in Calgary, period. Like you can't even use it if you wanted to. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah at one point, you could. Yeah, it used but to Uber, be. Uber pulled out completely as like a protest move. As a kind of well, I don't know about protest, but making a point. We're going to like if you anger if, the citizens who love yeah, Uber, the which drivers, is all of yeah. them. Yeah. Huh. So you definitely protest thing. Yeah. So so there is there's a service here called Tapcar. Yeah, okay. Which is a lot more taxi like in its services and fares. Right. Um but operates on the cab hailing aspect with the app. Okay. So so I think some people use that, but it hasn't had super great reviews and there's like five operating in Calgary at any given time, so it's <laughs> so not, not particularly no, useful. Not really. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. I, I find that so weird because uh, Ottawa the entire time, like they were giving, they were ticketing Uber drivers whenever they like, they did kind of the, right. the lamest sting operation you can imagine where they just call an Uber and then like get in and give them a ticket. Um, but Uber was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll pay your ticket. Just let us know. And that was just the cost of doing business in Ottawa. And they just kept pushing right. until 
they got it. I think Montreal is the same way. I'm 99% sure. Can we just not like talk major about cities. Montreal right now? Still <laughs> a little raw from last night. Yeah. Um, Phrasing. Yeah, Montreal is doing incredibly well in hockey right now. And uh, Nick's a little sore about it. Yeah, a little. <laughs> I just, I'd like to see them win a game every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all would. Pittsburgh went through some growing pains when they first got Crosby. They True. Didn't, they didn't win a cup the first year they had. No, they were still terrible. And then it took them a couple years to get to the playoffs and get their Tokuses handed to them. And yeah. then they started to do well. Granted, they also got Melkin and a bunch and of other Flurry. players. Like, and Flurry and Jordan Stahl and etc. It's like the answer is yeah. clear. You just have to win a bunch of lotteries and also not be <laughs> stacked your team. Because <laughs> well, Edmonton's doing well as well this year. <laughs> so far, Edmonton's only lost one game. Have they really? Who's their goalie right now? I have no idea. Edmonton's. Oh, I should know this, but I don't. You should. <laughs> Ty Conklin. Is that an actual answer? No, I. Oh. that was a goalie <laughs> from like ten years so. ago. <laughs> you're, you're just trying. You're doing the. Uh, what's the principle? The hard K sounds are funny. <laughs> <laughs> is that the principal? I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Ty Conklin. Uh, that would be Gustafsson? No, Talbot. Oh, Talbot's their goalie. Really? He's an, ex, ex, he's an ex-Penguin, so he should he should be good. Yeah. Anyway, so moving on. We have another piece of follow-up here. And uh, this is just the most coincidental timing that this I've ever really seen. This isn't really follow-up. This is new news. but No, it's new news, but it's following up on what we talked about last week. Sure. It straddles the line. Um, and this was kind of like, this was a really interesting thing to me because I've, this is, I'm not sure that uh, this is actually ceramic in the same way we talked about, but Xiaomi relate, released a ceramic phone. And we talked a little bit when this first came out about how this isn't, um, this isn't a concept phone. Xiaomi, it's called the Mi Mix. They call it a concept phone, but it's being or has been released. So how is it a concept? Because that would be like, <laughs> that would be like Apple making a car, like theorizing about making a car and then being like, oh, this is, this is our concept car and it's coming out next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what a concept is. Um, but so it's made of mostly, possibly not the screen. Like it's got a ceramic body, but no bezels, no buttons on the front as far as I know. It's just software buttons. Yeah. Well, okay. This is a weird kind of thing because yeah, the the Pixel, when it came out, it's like, what? No hardware buttons. It's like Android phones normally don't have right. hardware yeah, buttons. It's true. Like the Samsung ones do. And yeah. and to be fair, that's what most people think of when they think of an Android phone. Yeah. So Well, they're not really buttons are they're like capacitive hardware no this one's this one's buttons button. they have like ones you oh well there's one you press in but the other yeah. ones are just like oh yeah right yeah so they have two software buttons and one right. home button that's but hardware w- what i mean is for a while on samsung phones there were buttons that were like laser etched in but they weren't actual like button shaped buttons they okay. were just in the surface like embedded in the surface but i haven't seen that hardware. before okay okay but anyway, this one yeah. doesn't have anything on the front. There's like, there's a tiny bit of a chin at the bottom, like a half an inch or something. And there isn't even like at the top, there's no earpiece. It uses, they call it like, it's a 
piezoelectric ceramic acoustic receiver. So it uses, like it vibrates the, the surface to create sound for a speaker. This whole thing is crazy. Yeah. It has a similar style as the Sony Xperia phones back when yeah. they were making them. I don't know if they still are. I, they probably still are. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very square, very sharp. It looks like it has rounded edges. Mm-hmm. Um, so hot right now. <laughs> the interesting, like this, this thing has a great camera, six gigabytes of RAM, massive <laughs> amounts of storage, a 16 megapixel yeah. camera and a giant battery. And it's $516 US. Yeah. You it's can, you, crazy. You can't underemphasize how important RAM is though. Like mine has, yeah. mine has four gigs and it's usually within 250 to 500 of being maxed. Right. But it's, is great to have because I've heard of people when they play Pokemon that yeah. eats all their RAM. It like kills RAM. Yep. Right. So as yeah, I guess next, cause yours probably has confirm, maybe two, have a terrible phone, two gigs. RAM. Well, yeah. no, it's <laughs> Nexus five. It's not terrible. It's just not current. Mm-hmm. Right. RAM is not a good way to rate phones. No, it's. I'm not saying to rate it, but it's it's an important aspect. Like you don't want a ra- a phone that doesn't have a lot of RAM. It, well, yeah, an Android phone to sure. be specific, because okay. Android the way Android does, I think they call it garbage collection. It it likes having full RAM all the time, so it'll leave stuff in memory unless it needs to get rid of it. Right. Um, and that's kind of tough on battery, but it's just the way they've they've decided to go with and kind of historically that's it, they're just kind of stuck with that whereas like my phone the the iphone se has two gigs of ram and that's so much more than enough like okay. everything like i can have everything open just because of the way it keeps track of that ram it tries mm-hmm. to be really battery battery efficient whereas like in most cases you actually don't want a lot of ram on a phone because it's very battery intensive to actually use it all and android likes to use it all mm-hmm. Interesting. So, but it's a tough thing to do because you want to have enough, but you don't want to have too much. It's almost like you'd want it to turn off some RAM when you're not using something intense, but when you are using something to have it ramp up. But yeah, that's that's a more technical discussion that I'm not at all qualified to have. Um, but yeah, so this this phone is ceramic, but we don't really know what kind of ceramic it is. Like it just came out. Even if iFix it did a teardown, they probably wouldn't do like a chemical analysis of the ceramic. So it doesn't seem like like this is this is why I think it's possible that they could do a ceramic backed iPhone or any like any smartphone could be ceramic because you can call something ceramic and it doesn't necessarily have to have all these super magic ceramic properties that we talked about. Uh, you can like it's again like the gradual thing. You can kind of slowly move towards something being considered a ceramic, mm-hmm. and it will be better and better probably for the f- properties you'd want in a smartphone. But right. the fact that the like Xiaomi is already doing it, it and it is a concept, so that that speaks to the fact that they're not sure how it's going to sell. They're not going to make it in huge quantities. It doesn't speak to the fact that it only hypothetically exists in renderings and stuff. Like normally when you see a con the word concept thrown around, it's like at CES or at uh any of those major European tech conferences or or I think there's one in Las Vegas too. I never remember the names of all that of them. Is but CES. Okay. I'm thinking of like Mobile World Congress and That's IFA, IFA and Yeah. Yeah. Um you see concept is like a rollable eighteen point seven inch display. TV, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But this 
con- they took the concept and they actually made at least some of these phones for sale. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see it. Just beware that you probably won't be able to run Pokemon Go on it because, <laughs> like, in all seriousness, because it's Chinese, because it's Chinese, and yeah. they've been banning or yeah. preventing those types of phones from running it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we'll we'll have to see how many more phones, how many more ceramic phones come out. But I thought that was really coincidental, just that it came out the week after we finally decided to talk about it. So we were more on topic and on point with our discussion than we realized. Yeah, absolutely. We thought we were late, but we were actually on top of things. We were. Mm-hmm. We beat we beat the the news. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, let, let's get to our main topics. Nick, I want you to self-identify is your story important enough to go first because if it is i want to talk about it but if it isn't i actually have another story that i want to talk about as well i just realized this while you guys were talking about (laughs) xiaomi and what is that one more important than this that one one is about really old rocks oh my interest is i'm honestly all right because mike's a geologist (laughs) there's such a that's such a niche and uh (laughs) And you pick two people that have like studied it more than 99.9% of people <laughs> in the world. Everyone else was like, oh my God, I'm leaving this episode. And we're like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Just to, to keep people on the show, if they're planning on sticking around, we're going to talk about the Mac event later. So stay tuned. So everyone that likes my stories, you can tune <laughs> out after this one. <laughs> Canada home to world's oldest rocks researchers say this is topical interesting right right posted september 25th 2008 yeah (laughs) i'm not actually sure how i came across this but this is a deep cut here we are (laughs) canadian and u.s researchers say they have found the oldest rocks in the world okay guys are we actually talking about an eight-year-old news story (laughs) yeah yeah why not Okay, this is geology we're talking about. We're ta- this is like <laughs> super, super fresh news for geology. <laughs> this is like as fresh as it gets. This is worse than like a repost on like Vox when they do I, like their... I don't think it is. I think it's better than that, but it's not much better. <laughs> okay, so the oldest okay, so- rocks in the world are along the northern Quebec coast of the Hudson's Bay. Okay. And... They are estimated to be 4.28 billion years old. And these are on the surface. Yeah, they're surface wow. rocks. They do tend to get, like rocks get cycled up to the top without necessarily going through subduction or anything. So it's not, it's not like unheard of that old rocks would be at the top. It just is kind of, it would take some kind of geological event. And so to flip it, this will mean more to Mike. But the rocks are known as faux amphibolites, taking their name from the resemblance to another class of rock, mostly composed of silica minerals. Unlike regular amphibolites, which are dark green or pitch black in appearance, rocks in this other class are beige or sugar brown. I've never heard the term sugar brown before, but I love it so much. I know exactly what they mean. It's the it's the sugar yeah. and the raw stuff. It's the, it's the yeah. good stuff. Okay, huh. so... This will mean more to you guys, but the dating technique that they used, are those common elements to date with? No, I've never heard of dating with neodymium and samarium. Like, neodymium is a rare earth. That's that's cool. As is samarium, if I'm correct. Yeah. 
probably neodymium i you hear a lot more about like neodymium magnets like rare earth magnets but i samarium presumably is like it's right next to it it probably is as well yeah so okay so based on this last line it says the fact that the researchers were able to find the ice dope at all told them the rock was at least four billion years old huh so so they don't really need to use it the same way with that carbon dating is where they have to find the ratio this is like oh it's there that means it's this old which Maybe. is i guess yeah. Almost better than carbon dating. So samarium, yeah. samarium's half life is ten point three times ten to the seven years, <laughs> which is like millions, tens of millions of years. Yeah, yeah, tens of millions. And then huh. what was the other isotope? Neodymium. What? Neodymium. Neodymium one forty-two. Neodymium. That. Yeah, they must be byproducts of something else. That oh, neodymium's stable. That isotope is stable? According to what's it here? Yeah. So maybe it's the ratios between Samarium-146 and Neodymium-142? Yeah, that's got to be it. Okay. That's crazy. (laughs) Although it does say, um, although the isotope of the element was believed to have formed in the early Earth, remnants of it are extremely rare um, in all but the oldest rocks because it decays so quickly. (laughs) I love that. On the relative like geological time scales, that it sounds like they're saying ten to the seven is quickly for geological purposes. Because well, is. isn't uranium is like ten to the nine, isn't it? Like it's yeah, hundred so. times longer. Yeah, I think the half life of uranium is around the age of the Earth right now. Yeah, yeah, or on the That's same cool. order. Hmm. Yeah, huh. which is a good thing because we need it. <laughs> yes, <So. laughs> yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> So apparently, just because of the age of these rocks, um, they're saying they might be able to get clues as to what life would have been like four billion. Would there years have ago? been life four point two eight billion years ago? If there was, because right now I think it's like between four and three point five billion. What's, we haven't really. When did single cell organisms start showing up? I think it was around four, for three and a half to four billion. Like, it, obviously, it was over, like, we only had single-celled life for, like, 1.5 or 2.5 billion years or something. Okay. Uh, interestingly, at, near the end of the article here, it says the previously, the oldest previously known rocks were also in Canada, hmm. in the Shield, the Northwest Territories. Yeah. So, is there anything, aside from, like, mountain ranges, is there anything similar to the Canadian Shield, as far as, like, the type of rock and how they're all kind of exposed like that? Well, as far as I know, the Canadian know? Shield is known for being particularly old and old, yeah. stable rock. Well, wasn't it? Because it, it was, it was a mountain, not necessarily a mountain range, but it was like a a high range, and then it was ground down by glaciers, wasn't it? Isn't that how it, that, that? That sounds right. Because like you have the Appalachian Mountains are much more like hills now because they've mm-hmm. been eroded, but it seems like it at at some point everything like everything grinds down lower and lower until you just have shield or until you just have exposed flat rock like shield isn't really high it's just rock flat Mm -hmm. outcroppings everywhere yeah i'll have to do a bit more reading on the canadian shield like Mm -hmm. here in in calgary we don't get much education on (laughs) the eastern geology yeah it's more oil and gas focused shield comes out here too well, not, not nearly it, not but, in the same way. Well, when you does. go to school here and take geology, you learn about oil and gas and hydrocarbons and yeah. structural <laughs> traps and that kind of stuff. You don't, you don't learn about minerals and 
Canadian now shield. Now we're bringing and in Mr. Bloodington to talk uranium. about uh, talk about uh, Canadian geology. <laughs> well, I said, I'm an oil man. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> you know what I find really interesting about the shield and like going to university, taking geology classes in Ontario. We did you ever take geology, Nick? First year? No. Okay. We uh, there were six field trips in this class. Mm-hmm. And at least two of the most possibly more were take a bus out to the Gatineau Hills and it was like a 20 minute ride and you literally pull up to a, like just exposed rock from the shield. Like you can just go to it and just walk mm-hmm. around on it. It's not there's no like it's really old rock, but it's not a historical site because you can't because it's just like miles so and miles, hundreds of thousands of miles of, of that. Yeah. Geology field trips here. Are you drive out to a highway where there's a road cut and just look at the look at the rock that's like on the side a, a of mountain road. highway, right? Yeah, yeah. Where where there's just it was a road cut along a mountain and you can right. see rock and it's like yep, that's yeah. a sandstone. There's a little bit of that here, yeah. But it was mostly like while as we were driving through the the road, uh, like through the mountain pass or whatever it is, it's like hill pass, I guess. You'd like you'd be like <laughs> oh here we cut this out uh, to make this road. And yeah. it, but it was like as we were going by to go to the shield. Oh, okay. But like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought the shield extended into northern Alberta. Northern Alberta, but not. I don't think that goes like, into we went. Calgary. To, uh, we went up exploring up there, and it's it's definitely like boreal or taiga, mm-hmm. whatever you want to yeah. call it. Up towards like yeah. Grand Prairie, where you were for sure, probably. Let's but- see. Let's see a map of the Canadian Shield. <laughs> oh, wow. It doesn't. Huh. Not at all in Alberta? Like a little bit in the northeastmost corner. Like mm. north of Fort McMurray? Oh, yeah, like, like right at the top. Like east of high level. Hmm. Or so this one random map says. What does Wikipedia have to say on the matter? Oh yeah, <laughs> all the maps I'm seeing are mostly similar, not exactly the same necessarily. Yeah, but yeah, kind of same idea. Yeah, the top part, but definitely not the bottom. No, fascinating. Hmm. I can see why they call it there the Canadian go. Shield, though. <laughs> yeah, Canadian Shield located almost entirely within Canada. Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Fascinating. Anyway, the other stuff. (laughs) So, so after this story, Nick, what's our takeaway from it? Rocks are neat. There's some some really old rocks in Canada. (laughs) I learned about that dating technique. That's cool. Just the presence of the the isotope gives it that date. Yeah, I like. It's funny when you talk about dating techniques. And (laughs) hey, baby, want to get together like neodymium? And what's the other one? Samarium. Samarium. <laughs> if we last together, you'll know we're old. <laughs> oh man! So, um, we're we're very quickly approaching an hour here. What, uh, Mike? You want to hear about Max? Because I, I like I want to hear what's new. Okay, so I know I didn't watch the event this time. Obviously, I, I didn't really look at the news either but i heard that the touch strip was all but confirmed 
actually confirmed period not all but confirmed it was actually confirmed it was actually um, on stage demonstrated it was, yeah it was all but confirmed prior to the event right and then it was confirmed during the event yeah the um, um just to give a backstory the there was a leaked or not leaked even there was an image of the touch strip in one of the help kind of pages in the shipping operating system on every mac that was updated so it was like it was how to use apple pay in on the new computer and it was like here's how you do it and then it showed a picture of the touch bar so yeah, yeah. people found that and it was yeah. confirmed and and the touch bar replaced the fn keys right yes so what okay. function, function keys key. i like calling them fn keys fn keys yeah. up at the top <laughs> um you use them for when you need so, to f <laughs> you need to be <laughs> around with your settings does does it have touch id it does have touch id okay so yeah. so that was also new for this uh, model yeah so interestingly for touch id yes you can use it to pay for things and to unlock the, the mac but you can also if you have multiple user accounts on there oh like say say it's logged into maria's account yeah if you put your like if you put your thumbprint in authenticate it will fast user switch automatically to you the new user profile on the computer yeah you Even can switch if you're user not... profiles by just putting your fingerprint on. Okay, so say I'm on PayPal and I'm going to pay with my Touch ID. Like PayPal.com, like on the browser. This is not while you're paying. This is every oh. other time. You can authenticate payments with it, but you can also, if you're not, if you're just like wanting to log in, but someone else is already oh, logged in. Oh, okay, I see. Just out on any given screen. Yeah. It will just, okay, sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So... so it's it's neat and it made people be like why isn't this on ios like why can't my ipad do this <laughs> coming in the spring yeah. um okay so what else was announced like uh give us the hits there was an apple tv app called tv that lets you kind of be a, it's a kind of a hub for anything live you can watch like any tv okay. or content you can watch and hashtag death of cable yeah <laughs> There was a bunch of little kind of nothing, not hardware, just yeah. like updates and stuff. Yeah. But then the main thing was just these, I mean, really it's just one Mac, MacBook that was up, okay. announced. And the high-end version has this function strip. And the low-end version, which is ostensibly meant to replace the MacBook Air, whether it does or not is another discussion, is just the same computer, 13-inch uh, laptop. Yep. It doesn't have just has regular function keys. Okay. And, uh, and no touch ID. No touch ID. Okay. And that one, that small one, I think possibly all the 13 inch ones. Anyways, they, all the computers only have a headphone jack and then, um, USB C ports. So the big computers have four USB C ports. That small one has two. USB-C oh, so they got ports. rid of the standard USB. Yeah. Wow. That's surprising. The future is coming. <laughs> Interesting. And so no no lightning or MagSafe or anything like that? No lightning, no MagSafe. And I'd like to talk they, about that uh, briefly. Any port will charge. Any port can do video. Any port can do USB. Any port can do anything that hmm. USB can do. Now, a lot of people were upset that they couldn't just plug their phone into their computer. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? What do you mean? Like charge your phone yeah. well, from your computer. File Why can't from your you? laptop. You need a new cable. The cable Why they would... give you is regular USB. Right. So you can't, there's no oh, regular USB port. Oh, into there. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. This yeah. is what we were talking right. about on okay. Twitter. Okay, gotcha. 
yesterday. Would you okay. care to comment? Uh, well, I said I don't really and care. I actually want to, but <laughs> I know other people care, so I'd like to hear you. Other people, it. other people care. I can address it, but I don't care. Can actually. I say something? No, sure, go ahead. I'll, I'm gonna try to find. We this. don't talk here on Future Chat, Mike. They <laughs> they sell things called USB hubs that you can buy. <laughs> they do. Um, so there's that. Yeah, <laughs> I have two USB hubs. Yeah, uh, a hub plugged into and, and a hub? honestly, like, what's Do you that? Have a hub plugged in, plugged into another hub. I did we, briefly, but I don't no anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because I wonder would they give a USB C to USB female dongle? Yeah, I'm assuming they'd sell one probably. That's hot. Yeah, I'm it's silly not like an adapter. Yeah. Well, I guess you'd call it an adapter, but so. I tweeted this two days ago. Do people actually charge their phones with their laptops nowadays? I cannot remember the last time I did, although I am unique in many oh, ways. Oh, is that why you asked that? I was wondering yeah. where that came from. And okay. So I got two responses to this. Both people said, I charge mine on my desktop every day. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't say desktop. I said laptop. <laughs> so um, anecdotally, this doesn't matter. Really, this doesn't matter. But people are going to complain if something changes in their life. But... Okay, so here's, this is the main thing that I want to say to address every, like it doesn't address every complaint, but to like just talk about every possible complaint. If you buy a new technology product, you might have to buy some other stuff to make it work with your old stuff. That's always been true and it always will be true. To complain about it after dropping $1,500 on a computer is just seems like don't buy the computer then. You have a computer already, probably. (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, like progress is always going to require transitions. Mm-hmm. And in that transitional period, you're going to need dongles and adapters and peripherals and all this kind of stuff that yeah. for that in between. Just like everyone, even we have an external optical drive. Right. When we cuz laptops don't come with optical drives anymore. Mm-hmm. And we probably used it twice since we bought it. <laughs> so actually, <laughs> I didn't even think about this, but thinking about this announcement on Thursday, if that laptop had come with an optical drive, that would be so like that'd be the that'd be a joke. Yeah. Like they haven't had them for five years now. Yeah, like Rhea started playing computer games like mystery, right? Strategy game type things, and she's like, "Oh, how are you going to play it on the computer? It doesn't have an optical drive." I'm like, "Games don't come on optical drive on yeah. CDs anymore." <laughs> she's like, "What do you mean?" And then I introduced her to Steam, and she's like, "Wow, this is amazing!" Yeah, like. <laughs> and like you know it's like she's she's not a gamer so she right. didn't yeah. realize steam was a thing for like 15 years but yeah um it's it's one of those things that things change and uh i, I think it's more interesting that apple has the lightning port only phone and mm-hmm. i'm assuming they are selling or they have the cable that's usb to lightning like usb yeah. 3 or 2 or whatever mm-hmm. u3 i guess and now their macbooks are usb c yeah. So are they going to start selling a USB-C to Lightning cable with their phones? They they sell a USB-C to Lightning but cable. But to come with their phones. Right. Because, that's, yeah, at some right. point that will happen. Or they'll yeah. just switch the phones to USB-C. But it depends which comes first. Right. Um, interestingly, in case you guys didn't see the memes this week. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, obviously. I know you didn't. But uh, So the phones have Lightning ports. The yeah. USB-C standard from Intel is called Thunderbolt 3. So the 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 connection really? the cable would be called Thunderbolt and Lightning. Like 
the end-to-end cable. But there's already a Thunderbolt port on Right, Max. so Thunderbolt 3, the third generation of Thunderbolt, is is port uh, pin-compatible with USB-C. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Is that just coincidence? No, that's by design. Intel, like, did a bunch of work on it. Like, it's an Intel standard, I believe. Intel plus others. Hmm. But yeah, Thunderbolt and Lightning. Thunderbolt and Lightning, very, very frightening me. I, have we not talked about my ambivalence towards most classic rock? That's, I mean, that's fine, but it's a great song and it's a great line. It's Thunderbolt and Lightning, very, very frightening. Why is it good, though? What does it mean? It's, it's very catchy and enjoyable. It's a novelty. It's, it's a novelty. 70s or 80s, whatever period it was, pop. So I'll, That's what pop I'd, was. I'd like to posit this here. Mm. According to a Reddit post, which may or may not be accurate, <clears throat> there's a song called Salsa Tequila, Tequila by Anders Nilsson. Uh. And he wanted to prove the point that lyrics in dance music didn't have to make sense. And he just like came out and mm-hmm. made fun of the dance music of a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in the beginning of the the video, he goes, hey, guys, I've got this year's summer hit. You're like, ooh, does it have accordion? Yes. Saxophone? Yes. A lyric video? Yes. And best of all, <laughs> Spanish lyrics. When did you learn to speak Spanish? See. Si. And then just, <laughs> you got to watch it because it's just like utter nonsense. But it sounds really right. nice. Sure. Well, right. like Gangnam Style is a good example of that. Well, just like no, it was but really catchy, kind of, but it wasn't kind of different. English. Yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, in terms of like North American pop culture, nobody nobody understood what was being said. No, that's true. But everyone still found it really catchy. Yeah, yeah. But so what I'm hearing is that then Bohemian rap Bohemian Rhapsody is on the mm. same level as Salsa Tequila. The lyrics are nonsense. Okay. I'm preparing I'm myself. I'm just a poor boy from a poor family. <laughs> I'm preparing myself for a bunch of angry tweets now. Yeah. I mean, there won't be any, but prepare yourself. Yeah, no. <laughs> Nobody actually interacts <laughs> with us. It's true. Okay, so, so, so that's the Mac event. The, well, the, the Mac, the, like the touch bar is, does seem pretty cool. I'm going to go yeah. and try it out. Um, anecdotally, I went to Walmart a couple, was it last night? Either one or two days ago. And uh, tried out the phone on display there. The haptic engine worked just fine. I don't know what is See, wrong with every phone you've tried. I'm gonna go. I'm going to Chinook today, so mm-hmm. I will report back. I'll go to the Mac store, the Apple store, and the old Mac I'll store. You know. What's that? The old Mac store. Well, Apple. When store. are you going to Chinook? Yeah. T- today. But like <laughs> after, probably right after the show. Okay, because I've got like some chores to do, but I'd hang out. We could take some gyms. Oh, we should oh, go. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. So enjoy married the, the, life in Ottawa, Rob. <laughs> the main news from this Mac event is the fact that MacBook Pros were announced, like basically one model of computer, but they have three or four other lines of Macs that just were not even mentioned. It was just like, oh, yeah, we have the MacBook Pro and yeah. nothing else. Okay. So this is interesting because I listened to Upgrade before... Mm-hmm this Mac event happened. Yeah. Like it's the event, the episode's still up and they did their draft and there were a lot of items there that they predicted. Yeah. That, ev- that seemingly weren't, didn't even come up. Yeah. It, so this is, 
was that kind of the same story all over the industry that people expect a lot more to be announced in this event? not that they expected but that they wanted like right it it has been tra- not tradition but like it has been that the max were updated like the line was updated at least every 12 to 18 months if not more often and like right. every time a new chipset would come out it would be updated hmm. but they've slacked off and like it's been something like four years since the mac pro was updated which is like their high-end computer and then that paired with the fact that this week microsoft announced this huge touchscreen desktop computer with a bunch of specific like creative things like the dial and uh like it's basically a drafting table that because it's a purpose-built computer for whatever people like professional creators right and there's nothing new like that for apple users and it's like that has always been their niche market is like if you're creative if you're creating something you want a mac and now microsoft seems like they're catering to those users much more than apple is Mm. but uh yeah so people are saying that there could still be updates before the year is out but it's like why wouldn't you have mentioned them in this and then said they're shipping in like a month or two right because there's there is precedent for that when they when apple did last release the mac pro they had a teaser video and they talked a little bit about the computer but they were like oh this is we're telling you about what's coming in the next few months and then later they released it they kind of took flack though for doing that with the portrait mode where they're like oh they're just this was supposed to be ready but it wasn't so they're just saying it's coming later but that just looks did they take flack for that because like on on the people the people that i talk about it so that when it first they first announced that it was coming. Like there was a two camera system that was going to use portrait mode, but that it would be coming later. Everyone was like, Oh no, I'm disappointed. Like, Oh, I'm going to have to wait for this. But then within, I think it was less than a week. Yeah. It was, there was a beta that gave it to anyone who wanted it. Yeah. No, that's true. Like that was more in hindsight. Yeah. It was like gut reaction. Oh, we're not going to get it. But then it was like immediately there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's better. Like don't, one of the things we, we, Mike, you took out of the notes was the Nintendo Switch. They announced it this month and they said, We're, you're going to get more information January 12th. Mm-hmm. Basically, they showed off a demo video, talked a bit about what it's going to be. And then we're like, all right, we'll see you in January and we'll talk more about it. But like, there's right. no announcement of shipping date. There's no anything. It's just like, this is a thing that's coming eventually. Right. And apparently, like, I don't follow N- Nintendo news, but this was a device that was previously codenamed NX, Nintendo NX. And had been talked about for years. Like I've heard the NX mentioned in Nintendo for years and they hadn't. And then they finally did announce it, but there's no date. There's just a date when we're going to get more information about a date. Right. Well, cause they hadn't released a new game system in a right. while since the Wii U. Yeah. From my understanding, like they've had a bunch of DS versions. Right. Uh, but I don't think anything super recent. And after the switch was shown, a lot of comparisons were made to like the NVIDIA, um, What's it called? Shield? The, yeah, the Shield. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The NVIDIA Shield tablet. And mm-hmm. coincidentally enough, this one is made by NVIDIA, or at least right. has NVIDIA uh, hardware yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, so, like, it, it looks like a cool product. Um, yeah. I guess we haven't talked about it, but for, for those that aren't aware, it's basically a tablet with uh, little controllers that slide into the these little slots on the sides that right. turn it into kind of a handheld game system but you can disconnect the controllers 
and use it as just a regular handheld controller and use the tablet part as a monitor kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you can have the controllers used in two-player mode, so two people can play the game at the same time and, again, use the device as a screen. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it's a cool concept. Um, we'll see how, how popular and successful it is, but it seems like people are excited about it. Yeah. And it, and I think the big thing is that they're going to have a lot of third-party uh, games available. Like, they're not just Nintendo games. There's, they're okay. going to do Activision. Um, I don't know. That's just the one name I recognize or remember. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like they'll have a pretty good ecosystem of games to be used on this device. So people mm. are pretty excited for that. Right. Yeah, people love Nintendo, and they've been waiting for something like this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, is there anything else you guys urgently want to talk about in here or good for the week we've already spilled well over into extra time dude i guess we could push the elon musk news to next week i guess we must it. <laughs> it's awful rob that was I, awful i'm so i'm so sorry the uh the, i will say just <laughs> just to tease this uh this story, I mean, go watch the, the solar panel video. I encourage both of you, because I know you haven't watched it yet, to, because, uh, like, the, the best thing about Tesla presentations is they're only 15 or 20 minutes. This whole video takes 20 minutes, and uh, it's some pretty cool stuff. So yeah. we'll, we'll if, watch Unless it. something else comes up, we'll talk about this next week. Sounds good. All right. In the meantime, thanks for listening to this week's Future Chat. You can head to unwindmedia.com slash future chat for past episodes and more info about how to follow us and to follow the show on, say, Twitter or Facebook. See you guys next week. Ciao.